Today on episode 252 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, what if you had the opportunity to save the life of a young girl or a young boy? I mean, most people would jump at an opportunity like that, right? Well, now that is actually possible through the use of technology and your phone, and I'm about to tell you all about it. And today you're going to find out something about me that you probably didn't know. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Good morning and welcome back to The Computer Tutor Podcast. I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson, and I'm here every Monday morning to show you how to do cool things on your computer, and I do all that without the technical language, just regular everyday English. I fix a lot of computers every week, and as long as you're connected to the internet, I can fix yours no matter where you are. Just give me a call at 727-254-9078 or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's computer tip can be seen at my website if you go to computertutorflorida.com forward slash 252. So let's get started. You know, not many people can say they've actually saved someone's life, but wouldn't that be pretty cool? I mean, to actually be able to say that some person is alive today because of something you did, I think for most people, that would be pretty awesome. I'll tell you something you might not be aware of about me. Back in the early 2000s, when we still lived up in Maine, I was running my computer business. I actually started that business in Maine in 1999. Anyway, the business is doing fine, and I wanted to do something a little different, something that would be kind of fun and that I would enjoy, so I decided to become an EMT. That stands for Emergency Medical Technician. The EMT is the person that shows up in the ambulance at a car accident, or like when someone's having a heart attack at home, or really just about any kind of medical emergency. Of course, I had to have training and pass a test and get hired and all that, But with my computer business, I'm fortunate because I can be kind of flexible in my hours. So I could work around getting all that done. Then, of course, I just worked part-time when my schedule allowed it. In a lot of small towns in Maine and other places, work like that is done by volunteers. But, But in the town where I lived, which is Walderboro, the EMT crew is actually a paid job. But, of course, it wasn't much. It was like $10 an hour or something. But in my case, I wasn't doing it to make money. I just liked the variety and the excitement, and being able to help people. So a little bit of extra money was just a bonus. I only did that for about three years. Then we moved to Florida, and I didn't continue it here. But during the time I was doing that EMT work, I always was kind of hoping to be able to do, at some point, to do two things. The first was to be able to save someone's life, and the second was to be on a call where I got to deliver a baby. Even doing just one of those two things would have been great, but unfortunately, neither one of them happened while I was working. I'll tell you something, though, a little behind-the-scenes stuff from being an EMT. You know when you're invited over to someone's house for dinner or something? Usually their house is tidied up and pretty clean, no big surprise there. Well, when there's an emergency in someone's home and they call the ambulance, that's the time they definitely aren't expecting company. And they certainly don't have time to prepare for visitors when Grandma has fallen in the shower or one of the little kids has shoved something up his nose. So when we got there, we got to see what people's houses are like on the inside. And 
lot of people really seem to not mind living in pretty dirty conditions. I was always kind of surprised to see food in a frying pan on the stove, looked like it had been there for a few days, or the living room carpet where it looked like the dog had thrown up or something, stuff like that. I don't know why, I just find it interesting to see how other people lived. I mean, in my house, if one of the dogs gets sick, we have a strict policy. It gets cleaned up within 24 hours, no questions asked. Anyway, I was never able to actually come to someone's rescue and save their life. But what I want to tell you about today is that you can do that. Yes, I'm talking to you. You can do this. What we're talking about today is human trafficking. You probably heard the term or maybe read about it, but you haven't really seen it happening. And I'm the same way. It's not something that's happening out in the open. And if you don't see something, it's easy to not really think about it. But check out these facts. Up to 300,000 Americans under the age of 18 are lured into the commercial sex trade every year. Human trafficking is a $32 billion a year industry, and the only industry that's bigger than that in the world is drug trafficking. Sex trafficking happens in all 50 states. 75% of underage sex trafficking victims said they've been advertised or sold online. And get this, the most common venue where traffickers exploit their victims, hotels. Now, that last one is a critical one. This business happens mostly in hotels. And that's one of the things that makes it difficult for law enforcement to track down and catch these people. Sure, the cops can find the websites and the online forums and the underground chat rooms where this is happening. And they can see pictures of these young girls and boys being offered for sale. But it's not like the picture has an address with it. It's just a picture of the inside of a hotel room. Now consider this. What if the authorities had a central database and that database was made up of pictures of the inside of every hotel room in the U.S.? And, and of course, eventually worldwide, but just all the hotels in the U.S. is a good start. With that kind of information, they could use the power of their computers to analyze this picture of a young child being advertised and compare it to the thousands or hundreds of thousands of hotel rooms and then hopefully zero in on where that child is actually being held. But wait a minute, how do you get all those pictures of hotel rooms? Well, that's where you come in. Every night, many of these hotel rooms have people staying in them, and those people all have phones, and most of those phones are smartphones with cameras. So if everyone took a picture of their hotel room every time they stayed in a hotel, we could build up that database that the cops could use. Well, now there's an app for your phone that makes that possible. It's called Traffic Cam. That's spelled, it's kind of a funny spelling. It's spelled T-R-A-F-F-I-C-K-C-A-M. And you can get it for either iPhone or Android, and it makes this whole process super easy. You just pull up the app, take four pictures, which means different angles in the room itself, as well as the bathroom, and enter the name of the hotel and the room number, and the app uploads your pictures to that central database. Now, I have to be honest, when I first heard about this, I really questioned in my mind if this would actually work or if it would really, if it could be effective. I personally don't spend a lot of time in hotel rooms since my work doesn't usually require me to travel very much, but I have seen the inside of a bunch of these rooms. And in just thinking about it, it's easy to think, come on, one hotel room looks pretty much like every other hotel room. You walk in the door, you walk past the bathroom, either on the left or right, then you're in the main room. And there's a bed and a window on the far wall and the air conditioner or heater right under the window. But it's really a mistake to think they all look the same. 
got to remember, a picture sees all the details that you might not notice. You know, the shape of the lampshade on the desk, or how far the bottom of the curtains are from the floor, and what the faucet handles look like in the bathroom. All of these are points of comparison. And even though we might not see these differences with the human eye, the camera sees them, and the computer software can make those connections. Now, this app is free, of course, and even though it just came out last summer, there are already over 1.6 million photos in the database, and that's just from 85,000 iPhone users and 35,000 Android users. That's hardly anyone. Can you imagine when everyone becomes aware of this opportunity? This thing is really going to be pretty amazing. So your assignment is to get this app on your phone right now so that it's ready for you to use next time you happen to be in a hotel room. It's fine for you to use your phone for Facebook and selfies and texting and all that, but here's your chance to be a hero and actually use it to save someone's life. Don't waste this opportunity. And after last week's show, which was about that amazing net reset device, I need to say a big thanks to everyone that got one of those units on Amazon, along with a lot of other stuff that was purchased. If you're not familiar with this, this is how you support this show. If you find out that you get value from it, just shop on Amazon using this link, computertutorflorida.com forward slash shop. Or you can go to the link at the top of my website, the Amazon link. You buy what you want, and Amazon sends me a little bit of money for sending you there. And I thank you very much for your support. So have you ever saved anyone's life? I would sure love to hear you tell about it in a voicemail. Or any questions or suggestions you might have, and they could be a topic for a future podcast. You can email me at pctutor at gmail.com or call my podcast voicemail line. That's 727-386-9468 and leave a message anytime, day or night. You might just hear your question or comment right here on this show. And that'll do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.